Blog Talk Radio. It's Film Festival Radio, the show where superstars and future stars happily coexist together. And now, here's your host, Janice Malone. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Film Festival Radio Show with me, Janice Malone. And as always, we are bringing you yet another really fun and cool show where we have some of the entertainment industry's most favorite, most watched television show actors, film, independent films, music, even some politicians from time to time. We're going to have even more of them. But for tonight's show... We are coming to you live from Las Vegas. Today is January 25th. Can you believe it? We're already, we're pretty much done with January. So month one of the new year is already behind us. So how many of you out there, how have you been doing with uh, your your? I don't think it's fashionable or trendy to call them New Year's resolutions anymore. So I'll just say like this. Uh, how have you been doing with all of these? the lies that we we tell ourselves and oh I wrote it down on a on a notebook and I bought me a really nice journal. Mm, okay. All right. Well, I won't be so hard on us. I must admit I have been doing pretty well because I am still jogging. I was running actually long before New Year's Eve. I've been running consistently for a while and I've actually amped up my running. Yeah, I, I'm doing okay. I'm I'm like at a mile and a half whenever I go out. Uh, I do that about three days a week. Now it's really four. Sometimes it's four. So I'm I'm coming along nicely. I really am. So how about you? Drop us a line, info at filmfestivalradio.com, and let me know what's going on with you as far as your your promises and goals to yourself for the new year. So uh, hopefully. We're, we're staying on, on focus, I hope. I hope you are. I really hope you are. Because it's not easy, as we all know. We just, you know, we get in our habits, and it's just hard to break them. But when we are really determined, and I am really determined this year I'm going to do my first 5K run that I have not done in many years. So I'm trying to get back into the form and swing of things so I can do my first 5K. Actually, I think it's the latter part of March. I'll let you know about that. But anyway. Moving on to tonight's show right now. Later tonight, the Series 3 premiere, not series, I'm sorry, Season 3, I'm looking at my wrong word here, Season 3 premiere of TV One of the TV One Network's uh, hit show, ATL Homicide. It is a part of TV, TV One Network's True Crime Mondays. And later tonight... Uh, the season three premiere episode will be airing, airs 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central Time, again on the TV One Network. And ATL Homicide, oh yeah, 
Love that show. If you are a fan of uh, true life detective shows and, you know, like Snapped and all of them, Snap for Couples, you know, Snap for Everything, uh, those type of shows, ID Discovery. If And there are, I was, look, I was looking at the demographics uh, not too long ago, that is a huge, that whole genre of television, women love those true crime television shows. Yeah, who would have thought? That, that should that bother me? I don't know. But I do remember years ago when Snapped first uh, aired, started airing, I was so hooked on that show. And it bothered me. It's like, why can I not get enough of watching Snapped? Finally, it wore off in about two months or so. But it's just, it was something very intriguing about it. Just fascinating. But anyway, back to ATL Homicide. As I said, season three, uh, premiere episode later tonight on the TV One Network. And veteran homicide detectives, David Quinn and Vince Velasquez, they are with the Atlanta Police Department. And the show focuses, if you have not seen it, the show focuses on real-life crime stories that both gentlemen were a part of investigating and solving in many cases. So they do, these are firsthand accounts of real-life murder investigations and such. And so uh, Detectives uh, David and Vince are right there on the scene uh, doing the narration because the show does a lot of um, reenactments. Uh, some two actors that are very, uh, very close in resemblance to the actual uh, de detectives themselves. So detectives uh, David and Vince, um, they were on the force for like 30 years. Real veterans there. So tonight's going to be a big deal. Again, it's season three, the premiere of ATL Homicide on the TV One Network. And I had the opportunity to chat with these gentlemen earlier today. And so let's bring them on board to give us more of the backstory and the making of ATL Homicide as we go into season three. So let's bring the gentleman on uh, from, like I said, I talked to them earlier this morning. And uh, let's find out, you know, the making of the show and what can we expect for season th three of ATL Homicide. So let's bring him on now. Okay, everyone, we have on board here our next set of guests here. We got uh, actually two guests here and they are, I hate to say uh, should I say stars of? Uh... No, no, we are definitely not stars. Regular guys. Regular guys. Regular guys that solve homicides. That? Well, okay, we have the two featured, uh, very hardworking individuals from uh, TV One Network's ATL Homicide, and it's about to start season three on January 25th, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 Central. People of, like us on the West Coast, we'll have to figure it out with a calculator, but I always <laughs> say check your local listings for the exact time, but the main thing is we have David Quinn and Vince Velasquez uh, here with us. Gentlemen, thank you for joining us on the show. Thanks for having us so much. Okay, I, 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 you know, I cheated. I saw the uh, opening season, uh, season opener. I felt like I'm in baseball uh, for season three here, <laughs> and just like the rest of this previous season, this is packed with a lot of drama and intrigue and scariness and and just just everything. Of course, um, again on TV One Network, January 25th. So. 
season one, not season one, oh, episode, this opening episode, uh, season premiere episode, about a, a tragic murder of a young father that was shot down at a gas station. I don't want to reveal too much, but you guys have, being on the Atlanta, you know, police force detectives for 30 years, Obviously, you have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of cases that this show could delve into. So how did how do you guys go about selecting which cases are profiled, and why did you start season three with this one in particular? Um, I'll take that one. So, you know, we, we don't make that decision on, on what episode will be season one. What we have is, we, we you know, we have a collection of cases, and we talk about cases that, you know, may be a good fit for that season. Um, and, and, and they're all good, you know, and I say good in the sense of, the, you know, the, the episodic feature of it and the drama and, you know, on the you know, edge-of-your-seat kind of action. Uh, but they're all equally as sad because every victim matters. So not one victim is more important than the next. So there's in no way does it mean that uh, the victim in Episode 1 is more important than the victim in Episode 15. Um, I think the network makes a decision, uh, you know, that's their magic. They, they have the, they're the people who, who come up with the idea of what would be best to premiere uh, the first episode. Every episode is good. In my opinion, you could put 15 in slot one and it would be just as, just as good. Uh, but, you know, equally, and like I said before, they're equally as sad because at the end of the day, this is really about uh, you know, someone who tragically lost their lives and then sprinkled in there is the work that we did to try to bring that case to closure and bring some families some justice. Now, again, I don't want to reveal too much because, again, we want people to tune in to the um, season premiere of the new show uh, when it premieres. But what happened, i got to ask, what I mean, this was done in 2010, this particular case. So what happened with the little boy? Is he okay, the, 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 the father that was killed? He had a little boy that was injured. How is he now? Do you guys know? So there's a hospital here in Atlanta called Grady Memorial Hospital. Some of the best surgeons you're ever going to find anywhere in America. They were able to reattach that child's foot. And last I heard, he was playing Pop Warner football. So, oh, great. Uh, yeah, it was tragic. It was uh, it was a real catalyst for the case, you know, not to reveal what really happened. Mm-hmm. But the child with his injury, uh, you know, getting shot the same time his daddy did and his mother, um, he's doing tremendous. He's doing just fine. That's wonderful to hear. Wonderful to hear. Well, now, in the previous two seasons, uh, as you, as the show has profiled these different cases, uh, what kind of feedback, or, or did you have you guys received any feedback from the actual people who were involved in these these cases as they see them reenacted on the show? Oh yeah, Dave, you, you should talk about. Uh, um, well, uh, you know, from the first from the first two, this is David. For the first two seasons, you know, we were able to incorporate a lot of the family members to actually go on screen and tell their own story within the body, you know, of the narrative of ATL homicide episodes. And it was was remarkable. I mean, we had a few family members that because me and Vin are so close to these people left behind, they wanted us to actually sit in the studio with them as they told their story. Um, Season three was different because it was challenged with the, 
going to have a lot of family members participating uh, this year, but I, I'm still, I still feel like the story, it's all about the storyteller and me and Ben, if we're nothing else, we're storytellers, so I believe that, you know, we'll bring it on home. Um, but yeah, the, the families are paramount to any investigation. I mean, we're talking about empty seats at a kitchen table, and uh, a lot of times they make me and Vin fill those seats for holidays and birthdays, so you become part of those families. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, hey wait, let me add to that real quick. You're going to see in season three, there's a particular case, and I'm not going to give it away, where a family member was so instrumental in helping us solve this case that had it not been for him, this case from 1986 would still be unsolved today. Literally, this family member stepped up to the plate and solved this case for us. That's wonderful to hear. So that's coming up. So we'll just have to tune in every week uh, right. to find to make sure we see that one. Well, guys, uh, okay. So you again, these shows are actual based on actual cases, but there's a lot of reenactments and. The actors Angelo Diaz and Christopher Diaz portray each one of you guys. So are these two, are they related or, or what? They're just they're happening. Diaz brothers. We oh, call them the Diaz brothers, but they're not related. Wow. But ironically, they are both Cuban American. Uh-huh. Uh You know, obviously Angelo is uh, Cuban African American. Uh, both from Miami. Okay. They didn't know each other before this. You know, for auditioning for the series. Uh, and we were absolutely thrilled when they came on. They have done such a good job, and they're getting better every season. Uh, at first, you know, it was kind of like trying to figure out who we were as people to try to portray us. And it took a little bit, you know. I mean, if you look at episode one of, of season one, uh, it's, it's a little different than it is today. Like, they have really embodied who David and I are and the chemistry that we have. And you're going to see it more in season three than you've ever seen it. Yeah, for sure. Okay, okay. Because uh, I looked at them and I saw the names. I said, wait a minute, I wonder if they related or they're cousins. Or... So now yeah. we know. <laughs> now we know. Exactly. Well, um, okay. Well, before I – let me ask you this question well, well, since we're talking about actors here. Uh, now that the show is certified and you guys are, you know, going into again, season three is about to start, what is it like when you're in the city Do you – getting recognized by people, the fans. Uh, Janice, I've been recognized in my COVID mask. Uh, I mean, you know, it's usually the legs because my mother didn't fix my legs, so uh-huh. you know, I'm bow-legged in a profound way. But a lot of times people just, if they hear my voice on the phone at the bank, and I'm calling my bank, hey, are you on uh, ATL Homicide? I mean, so it's, uh, it's kind of fun. It's fun. I mean, you know, I can't go in the grocery store. Uh, Vince, the same way. I mean, we, you know, it's, it's a beautiful thing, which we never thought would happen. So, yeah, it's, it's a little, it's a little surreal because, again, like when you started this this interview, you asked us, "Do I call you guys stars of the show?" We're like, "No, we're not stars of anything." But it's a little surreal to get stopped, you know. And people, I can tell now, you know, it's almost like we're in season three, so we get it a lot, and I'm used to it. But I can tell when somebody's looking at me, I'm like, "Oh man, what if they?" And here they come. They're like, excuse me, are you Detective Glass? Like, hey, yeah, how you doing? And it's weird because I don't feel like I am anything special. You know, I'm not, like I still, like if I saw, you know, Jennifer Lopez, I'm going to be like, hey, that's Jennifer Lopez, you know? 
I don't feel that way. Like, when people look at me, I'm like, why are they staring at me? You know, like, oh, can I take a picture with you? I'm like, sure, no problem. And I walk away, and I'm scratching my head like, you know, I'm just going to the bank like you are. It's like, no big deal for us. You know, it's like, we're not those, we're not that type of people. We're just not like that. Well, are you guys still active uh, full-time detectives or, or? No, we're retired. retired. Oh, you're retired. We're retired. Okay, you're retired. So oh, you, yeah. So you're like consultants to the show, obviously. We are actually, uh, you know, we get production credit. Okay. Yeah, because, we, you know, we, we some of the, you know, when the writers write some things, we get, we get to look at it and go, hey, that's not what we would say. Okay. You know, when they're doing the recreations for the actors, they're like, no, they need to kind of move around this way. And so we give them um, a lot of, uh, the writers are phenomenal, by the way. They Nothing sure are. Them. They do. They do a great job. It's like, you don't know what's going to, even we're watching the episode, we're like, man, what's going to happen next? And we're like, we were there. Like, we're actually caught up. <laughs> we get caught up. We're like, wait a minute, I know what's going to happen next because I, I did it, you know? Mm-hmm. But, you know, we get credit for production on, on the credits when it rolls at the end of the episode because we put a lot of work into that. We read the scripts, we read the outlines, we do edits. Uh, they'll send us a rough cut of the, of the episode, which is longer than what's going to air, and we'll say, hey, that's got to go. That's not realistic. You need to redo that. That's just not right. Um, and that's really how it rolls because we, along, when I say we, TV One, the production company, and David and myself, we all want to put out a great product. And so far, that's what it's been. It definitely is. Um, before I wrap this up, i got to go back to uh, the season opener that's going to start again, January 25th, Monday. Got to ask you about this particular scene. There's a scene in um, the opener where... Again, we don't want to reveal too much, but you guys are taking one of the bad guys, hauling him in, and you stop on the side of the road in a cotton field. Did that actually happen in the real that case? That actually happened. Oh, absolutely. Really? At the time, I, you know, I'm from Wilmington, Delaware. I moved to, get to Atlanta as a teenager. Uh-huh. And so I went to high school here, but I've been up here in the bridge. I've been up here in Atlanta. This case in episode one takes us to rural Georgia. And as, you know, the person in question that we were trying to get information from our suspect, we stopped and we were in the middle of a Georgia cotton field. I had never seen cotton unless it was in a bag at the grocery store. And it, it shook me. And you'll see, you'll see my reaction. Yes. Uh, it was crazy because... You know, me and this brother in a cotton field, it just really was conjuring up our ancestors. And uh, uh, I think it was an assistance to us in bringing that case in. It was something spiritual about standing in the middle of a Georgia cotton field. Yeah, I mean, I it really got next to me. And I said, I've got to ask these gentlemen tomorrow. Uh, did this really happen, or is this a part of Hollywood writing? But this makes it even better, so now everybody really pay attention so they can see that what we're talking about. So that's good to know. Well, I, I know I'm limited on time. I got two more questions here, uh, and this one is really hits me close to home. Uh, with all of the violent uprisings and protests and police issues in this country. Um, how can, especially black and brown people, because see, I I like to go jogging a lot, and I don't I'm not in the woods, I don't play all that. But um, how I mean, just 
I sometimes I worry just to go to the Seven Eleven or something. I mean, how you any tips of how we can be safe and not worry about? Oh, there's a police car! Oh my God! You know what? What do you guys say to people like us, me especially, who's just scary of just everyday living? reassures me because I want to go jogging like in an hour from now. So, so yeah. yeah. I want to do my power walk in about an hour. An hour, okay. And, and finally, um, people out here who are considering they still want to go into law enforcement, any advice, tips for them? Yeah, I'll take that one. I think, uh, you know, something that David and I have always preached, you know, you got to become a law enforcement officer because you have a passion for it something you want to do. David has been doing this job since high school, since he graduated, you know, shortly afterwards. I took a different path. I, I had a different career. I was an aircraft engineer, hated my job, and I've always wanted to be a cop. Uh, and I took that leap of faith with a brand new baby, brand new son, uh, with a 75% pay cut. And I followed my dream and I made it work for me because this is a job where you, there's two things that you, you know, you have to be aware of is one, you want to go home and you want to provide for your family. And two, you get, there's a good chance that you may have to take someone's life or take their freedom. And that's a huge responsibility. And you shouldn't be here if this is just a job. It should be a passion. It should be a career. So I caution anybody thinking about, especially in today's climate, that's something you really, really, really need to reconcile within yourself before you make that decision. Very good, very good. And lastly, will there be any live tweeting going on with you gentlemen? Oh, yeah. Okay, so, well, how can people, okay, live tweeting for Monday night, and so where do people need to go to uh, jump in there and do some tweeting with you guys? Well, I'm Vince Velasquez, just first and last name. Two Z's in my name, V-E-L-A-Z-Q-U-Z, okay. uh, on all social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. But we'll be uh, tweeting, obviously. Uh, so just follow me, hit like, and, and ask us any questions. We'll, we'll yes. answer your questions during the episode. Wonderful, wonderful. So, David, are you going to, you guys going to team together for the live tweeting, or what are you oh, going to do? Oh, we do it every episode. Uh, I'm on, uh, as far as Twitter, I'm like David uh, as far as uh, Instagram, I'm at david.quinn56. It's really easy to find out. Okay. You'll find me out there. And I'm all off of Facebook. I'm talking to the people 
Correct. And somebody handed me a note want me to ask you, are you guys working on any other projects, books, anything like that, or together or separately? Uh, you know, we are always open to to to, to a creative idea. Um, so we have some ideas. Um, some we can't really share with you. You know, we are you know we are under contract with with TV One, and we love TV One, and we we'd love to stay with them. I think you know, David. Uh, David David's got the pen to paper. You know, I'll let him talk about that. Okay. Well. Janice, I'm trying to write a book. I mean, that's what I do every day. Uh, there's so many stories out here. There's so many things that have impacted me on the police department. Having come here when I was 20, you know, and leaving when I was 53. So, you know, I'm trying to finish a book, and we'll see how that goes, see if it's worth reading uh, once I start putting it out to uh, editors, uh, trying to get this thing done. But I, I feel like I have one in me. Well, I definitely think you should put it out there because, as you gentlemen obviously know, uh, true crime, the whole genre of true crime is a huge genre, especially among women. I don't know what that's all about, but it is. And, <laughs> and so you've already you got a, a built-in audience already. So, yeah, finish that book and get it out there so we can start well, buying it by all means. That's what I do every day. That's great. Well, David and Vance, again, thank you guys so much for giving us some backstory information about season three and just the whole series of uh, ATL Homicide. And just congratulations on, you know, still being, you know, a new, a new show that's still out here. I'd really love it. Thank you. Really love thank it. Thanks so much. Thanks for having us. Yeah, and thank you for telling me about the cotton field scene because that was really bothering me for some yeah. reason. <laughs> That is so yeah, good. Thank you so much. All okay. Right, all right. Together. You guys take care of it. Bye-bye. Thank you. All right. Bye, Janice. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. Uh, gosh, it's going to be a good show tonight. To our, our guests, David and Vince, again, they are the, and I, you know, I was kind of teasing them about saying they're the stars. They don't really consider themselves as stars, but they really are. their personalities, to put it like this. They are the two personalities of the hit show, ATL Homicide. They're starting season three later tonight. So make sure you tune in on the TV One network. And it's a part, again, of their True Crime Mondays features. Starts tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central Time on the TV One Network. So, again, thank you to David Advance. And so that's going to wrap it up for this podcast edition of Film Festival Radio Show. Thank you guys, as always, for listening. Make sure you drop us a line, info at filmfestivalradio.com, to let us know uh, what's going on with you and those uh, New Year's resolutions there. And so we will see you next time on another edition of the show. Stay tuned. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another edition of Film Festival Radio with your host, Janice Malone. Be sure to download this and other episodes at filmfestivalradio.com.